Blog Talk Radio. Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard. Hi, it's me again chatting with Nat, Natalie Jean, Natalie Jean, Nat. That's all, that's all you can call me. Today we're going to be chatting with singer-songwriter Kendra Mickey. Kendra Mickey is a singer-songwriter, writer, actress, and published author from Houston, Texas, based now in Los Angeles, California. She performs under the stage name Kendra and the Bunnies as a psychedelic folk rock Americana and spoken word artist. Her style heavily utilizes the element of storytelling through song, painting a creative experience for the listener. She has released three albums, charted globally at number eight on the digital radio charts between Dua Lipa at number seven and Miley Cyrus at number nine. Published two books, writes for several online music magazines, is SAG after eligible, and tours nationally. You can read more about Kendra's music and writing in publications such as Jambase, Relics Magazine, Live for Live Music, or Live for Live Music, Live for Live Music, Denver Westward, Houston City Book, Grateful Web, Getty Images, Shakedown News, The Hollywood Digest, Indie Pulse Music, and more. Kendra has graced many famous stages, including The Viper Room, House of Blues Anaheim, The Mint LA, Kyoto's True Blue Denver, Molly Malone's Music in New York City, Trip Santa Monica, The Resident DTLA, Millennium Music Conference, Hollywood Post 43, American Legion, and more. Thus far, she has played as Kendra and the Bunnies in California, Colorado, Oregon, Pennsylvania, Texas, Arizona, New York, and counting. You can find out more about Kendra at her website at www.kendra, let me see if I can, elizabethmickey.com. Welcome, Kendra. It's nice to have you on Chatting and Nat once again on Blog Talk Radio. Thank you so much for the shining intro. Thanks for having me. Oh, you're you're just a shining star. My my reading of oh. your book doesn't even exude who you are as an artist. Um, <laughs> you're awesome. Yeah, thank you. You're, you're simply awesome. So, how did you get started in music? Well, um, I've been singing forever. You know, I started singing and acting around age four or five in the theater. And there was just something so magnetizing about being on the stage, learning lines, running scenes over and over. So I've been entertaining and on the stage since I was a kid. Then wow. in high school, I, start, I started to pick up the guitar, and I realized, I was like, oh, wow, this is, like, really cool. The fact that I can, like, rock out on stage. You know, I, I was used to dancing on stage, you know, in a theater setting. And then once I saw rock and roll, I was like, wait, this is cool. So then I started to become a rock and roller. I started to write poetry, play the guitar. Um, I then went to college for acting. And okay. then it kind of all came together as I just started to learn myself more and more and realized that I'm a little bit edgy. I'm a mm-hmm. little bit like a gypsy kind of hippie vibe. And so rock and roll was really fitting for me. That's awesome. 
about your yeah. music? What about your music is rebellious, unconventional, or unusual? Um, I would say my music is unconventional because I write what you know what is on my mind, and I come from a background of poetry. So okay. It's kind of like storytelling, and and it's kind of like folky in the way that I present the story. So I'm gonna jump into a song, and I'm gonna serve the song as it is. You know, I'm starting to move into a realm of writing for more of a bigger audience as my audience grows. So my okay. my music started as really artsy, and I'm still honoring that. But I'm starting right. to write in a more mainstream commercial way because as mm-hmm. I add more people to my audience. I want to be able to reach them all. So I'd say it's unconventional because I write for, for whatever the song is asking me to write for, whether it's like super straightforward, really artsy. I even can like do like hip hop influences, jazz influences, pop influences. It just depends on what the song wants. What is your preferred genre? Preferred genre? That's such a good question because I listen to so many different genres. I guess I'd say like, classic rock and folk rock and like the term classic rock is kind of funny because it's like classic rock means back in the day however that same feeling you know just like upbeat smooth listening rock and then I also like kind of like jam band folk rock that you know you can play a song you know if you cut the song in the studio the song may be four minutes but when you play it live you play it for seven minutes I love music like that um, how do you deal with writer's block? Oh, wow. So writer's block is kind of like a concept. The first time I got writer's block was in the middle of college. Um, and it was probably having to do that I was in college and, you know, I was writing like term papers and all sorts of stuff that I was like, oh, I feel like there's a writer's block in my poetry. And then I wrote this one poem that was like called you know, writer's block, and it's like um, about getting stuck between motive and plot. Welcome to my hood, my writer's block. And I just realized, I was like, oh, writer's block is this, like, place within myself I can go where I block myself, you know? And so there is no such thing as writer's block. We just have to write whatever comes to mind. And sometimes, like, last night I I sat down to write a song, and I know exactly the concept of the song. I want it to be about the Wizard of Oz. I want it to be about you know, I was, that was one of the first musicals I was in. That was, like, one of the first songs I sang for the talent show when I was a kid. And it just has a lot of meaning for me because I was going through, like, people were bullying me at the time because I wanted to, like, play Dorothy and stuff. And so it's going to be a loaded song, but I sat down to write it last night. I was pretty tired or whatever. And I started to, like, get through the song, and I was like, you know what? I kind of like where this is going, but this isn't how I want the song to be. It was, like too straightforward and I want the song to be like kind of abstract and then mm-hmm. in the bridge or after after the second chorus is when people go oh this is about the Wizard of Oz oh I get it I see where she's coming from so you know with writer's block it's like I write something and then I might end up scrapping it but it's a good creative brainstorming process to work towards the final product right I mean when I when I get writer's block it annoys me I will sit yeah at a blank page I like to write things out I, I like to I, I, sometimes I like to go on the computer but I'm so um old that I like to write things down <laughs> with pen and paper and just see mm-hmm. everything you know in front of me um but me I, I normally have to just walk away and then the next day I have to come back like I 
I want to meditate on what I really want to say. Because if I'm forced mm-hmm. to write, it's going to come up. I, I know that's how I am. Um, what is really? it? Drink? Yeah. I can't, I can't be forced to write. Oh, my gosh. That, because all kind of crap will come out. It won't, it, it'll be nonsensical. Because I'll be forced mm-hmm. to do it. Won't like the song and then all kinds of things. Um, but where is the most unusual place that you think of the song? For me, it's in the shower. Like, I want to create this app or this gadget that you can have in the shower that's waterproof. And if you have an idea, you just press the button and it records it. Because once I'm out of the shower, I can't remember a thing. So where, where yeah. is it for you? That's hilarious. There's been sometimes, actually, one of my songs on my most recent full-length album, it's called A Tall Order. I was in the shower, and I just started to sing it to myself. And... Um, the chorus of the song started like, if only I could drink again. Mm. Now I ended up changing it. I ended up changing that to if only I could sleep again. Cause I think I was, you know, I was at a different juncture in my life. I was like, well, you know, this is really vulnerable to be like, Oh, this is also something about my life. If only I could drink again, whatever. Besides that point, I was in the shower with shampoo in my hair. And I was like, wait, I got to get down this hook. I got to get the melody down and I want it to be just like this. So I got out of the shower with shampoo in my hair, left the shower on and voice recorded it on my phone. Um, So I do voice memos. I'll do like, I'll keep my songbook and just write the title. Like if a theme comes to mind, Uh, car, I had this one funny experience where I was driving on my way actually to go co-write a song with someone. I was in the car and just this melody comes up. So I'm like, okay, here we go. But, you know, I keep driving, grab my phone, turn on the voice memos. And then I just literally do this, like, first verse all the way through, word for word. The song is is recorded the same. I It was on my most recent album. It's called Turn On. I right. did word for word. It was like I practically freestyled it. However, after I got to, like, the chorus for freestyling, I was like, I got to keep going. This is epic. You know, I want to do it for word for word from the start. So then I'm like, well, what what ideas do I have? So I'm driving, and I start looking around at the signs, and I just at the moment that I'm like, what the heck do I say next? I look up to my left, and there's, like, a mattress store called The Dream Merchant, which is a funk song from the 1970s. And I was like, oh, just like a merchant of dreams. And then I look to my right, and there's, like, another sign, and they all kind of coexist. So if you are driving down Alameda below Cherry Creek in Denver, Colorado, and you see the Dream Merchant, turn on my song because that whole street is that verse. It's like that sign, then that sign, then that sign. And it's funny how that all links up. And I was I was in town because I lived in Denver like a couple of years ago. I was in town to perform some shows this past year. Right. Drove down that street listening to my recorded song, and I was just like, this is the type of thing I live for, that transcendent moment of just being like, I did that. This is, like, special. And, you know, it can be special for other people, too. Turn on the song, drive down the street, and experience the whole situation. I love that because on <laughs> one of my albums, um, my album, Unafraid, I needed one more song, and I was just like, oh, my gosh, I can't think of anything else to write. I know what I want to <laughs> do. And I was walking by a bus stop and I saw a map. And then I said, well, mm-hmm. that's a song. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be called Map. And, it's in the, and one of the verses like, get a map, get a clue. So mm-hmm. it worked out. But I'm, 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 I agree with you that your surroundings, things that you may see, are just perfect mm-hmm. songwriting. Mm-hmm. And 
then, I mean, and then you have a story that you can build on. So I love the fact that you yeah. did that one song and stuff like that. That's fantastic. Now, you've written two books. What are those books about? Oh, um, the first book is over 300 pages. They're both poetry, but the first okay. book has, like, poetry, photography, um, a couple one-act plays, which is essentially, like, a really long acting scene that has, like, a beginning, middle, and end and defines characters. And then I have a few um, philosophical essays because I I took the writings from, like, when I started writing. So it's basically a compilation of stuff from age 14 up until when I put it all together at 25, 24, 25. So, you know, it's got, like, a couple things I wrote in college, which would be the philosophical essays. Mind you, I didn't write them for any classes. I just wrote them because I was in that flow of, like, researching stuff and writing my opinion about it. Um, So that's the first book. That's called The Politics Of um, by me. So it's The Politics Of Kendra Mickey because it's by me. Um, Those are on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, online. Um, And then the second one is also poetry. It is one long poem. That one's just about 60 pages or so. And it's broken into 13 parts, and it's basically like, you know, I was going through something. I was going through a spiritual metamorphosis um, in my early 20s post-college, and I just wrote a long-form poem about it, which is pretty traditional for poets to do, you know, Allen Ginsberg, Walt Whitman, um, traditional American poets do, like, at least one long-form, you know, talk on their perspective. Wow, that's awesome. Now, when do you have time to write for all of these publications? Oh, that's a good question. Um, (laughs) I mean, so I'm kind of like a nocturnal night owl. Like my hours are just like I'm up in the middle of the night until, you know, so I don't know. It's just like maybe those are writer's hours or whatever, but I generally am up writing like, after dark and I don't know where the hours come from I just make time for it and as I get more busy as an artist and as I get more busy as a person I just you know I let projects take their time like I'm working on a third book right now and if I Mm -hmm. sat here and thought about how I want to have it done in like a month and I I technically could have it done in a month but I'd have to dedicate every single moment of my free time to it I just realized I'm like look I got other stuff going on and I'll write it when it comes to the top of my mind. However, you know, your question is about writing for publications. Those are normally on deadlines. Right. I'll just like, you know, I've got a lot of experience with writing, so I know how long it takes me if I'm writing a single review. um, It's going to be like two hours a time plus like the formatting and stuff included in those two hours. If it's going to be like an album review, three hours, going to be a show review oh man I love doing those because you go to the show you meet the band um go backstage but those take like you know you go to the show which is a couple hours and then after that it takes a long time to write a show review so I'd say like a full day you know including the show for for a show review wow you're busy yeah I I thought I was busy because my my head is about to spin off but yeah (laughs) Listening and reading everything that you do, my God. Well, you, you know what? You don't have a bored life. You you are not bored, that's for sure. Single, you know what I mean? I'm like, wait, I need to meet a guy, and I'm like, can I, like, hire someone to help me find a guy? And I'm, Or, you know, I'm like, wait, 
how do I like, you know, because that's like another hour or so, but we'll see when God calls me to, to go towards that, in that direction. Well, I'm sure, I'm sure <laughs> that there's many, 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 many people that would love, love <laughs> to meet you. I'm sure they're, they're out there and they, your fans, I'm sure a lot of your fans want to date you, yeah. but I'm about the single life. Um, Cause I've, I've been actually single for over five years and that's just because I've been right. focusing on myself and I don't want to deal with a lot of BS. Um, yeah. And that's everybody that right, comes right. BS, but when you're at a juncture in your life and you know what you want and you're focused on your music and you want to find somebody mm-hmm. that's find it and you don't want to settle. So I understand. I'm with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Plus like to meet the right person who wants to like, grow with me however they grow is cool you know because like as we're women entrepreneurs in this lane where we're like constantly making stuff happen for ourselves and for other people Mm -hmm. um you know it's just I've dated people before who that's been intimidating for and I'm like well what do you mean it's intimidating exactly it's all good you're doing your thing and people need you know anybody that comes into your life should be supportive You'll be supportive yeah. of what you do, and they'll be supportive of what you do. That's that's basically what I'm looking for. And you know what? It'll come when it's supposed to. I'm not, you know, it's not like my mom's always like, when are you going to get married? I'm like, when it right. happens, it's supposed to happen. But right now, I'm focusing on this. Maybe I'll meet, meet the person through music. I don't know. But, you know, it's, I, I'm, I'm not right lonely. I'm, I'm too busy for that. So we're going to play your, your latest song, Stuff love proclamation tell our audience about self-love proclamation well what a perfect transition self-love proclamation is basically my complete acceptance of myself and it's so interesting like I released it on on February 12th my birthday is on February 11th and then Valentine's Day is on February 14th so it was like jam-packed that week was like self-love 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 so a lot of stuff came up for me to love myself about. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I used to like give myself so much trouble about being a certain way. And I just be like, oh gosh, I can't believe you're like this. And da, 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 I wish I could change you, I guess was what was going on in my subconscious. And then like this whole week happened and some of that same stuff came up. And mm. for the first time I was just like, oh wow. Like I really like this part of myself. I like the fact that I'm I don't know, vulnerable and put myself out there and work really hard. And those things used to be things that like I dogged myself about in the mirror and then, you know, or whatever. And then I put out this song and then I was like, Oh wow, I really love all these parts of of myself. So this is my song proclaiming self-love. Yeah. Yeah, no, I love that because I had to learn to love myself. So I understand the whole aspect of things. And I didn't realize I didn't love myself for the longest time. And this was when I was a lot Mm -hmm. younger. And then I, I got into spirituality and stuff like that. No, I, I, I always tell people, love yourself first. So we're going to actually really yeah. play a clip that you sent me of for, for the sponsor. It, it actually plays right well with the self-proclamation. So let's do it. I recently came cool. out with a new single that I got to feature on Chatting with Nat on our Instagram Live last week. It was so fun to debut the song. I'm so excited to be a part of the Chatting with Nat family. You can stream my new single, Self Love Proclamation, on any major music platform. Just search 
Kendra and the Bunnies. You can also see my music video up on YouTube right now. Type in Kendra and the Bunnies, and I'll be right there waiting for you, ready to serenade. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. Go ahead and rip it off like I haven't felt this before. So long, eventually You gotta get down to the core mm-hmm. Well, they say what doesn't kill you makes you stronger Every day I hold on a little bit love yourself how do you expect anybody to love you back 
Man, it's so interesting because the things that we put out there are what we get back. So it's like, exactly. you know, I would love my, I'd love myself to a certain extent, and then I'd be confused why I was getting that back to myself. Right. And then, you know, so, so I guess I just started on the full journey of loving myself fully, like, last week, and it's been going pretty well. So, you know, um, yeah, I don't know. I'll, I'll come back to you with more reports in, like, a couple months or something, but... Yeah. yeah, you know, like loving ourselves, it just feels nice to be like, oh, wow, this is me, this is who I am, this is cool, and um, yeah, it, it feels good, and it's so funny, as you were playing that song, I was just listening, being like, dang, I like this song a lot, too, so it's like I even love the song a bunch. Well, that's the thing, that's the thing that's crazy about, that I find crazy about some musicians, like they can't listen to their own music, like if you don't love your music, how do you, it's the same thing. How do you expect people to love your music if you don't love it? Because whatever energy you're putting in your own song is what you're going to give out to the universe. So, yeah. you know what I mean? So when I do a song, I, I, I put out everything that I love and I, I can listen to myself for hours. It doesn't, it's not mm-hmm. about, see, I have to love my, my music. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there, I mean, there was there was like a learning curve for like my first couple songs where I don't know. I think when I listened to my first album, like I love it. I love the song, but I was so much in a beginner's place that when I listened to my first album, I'm just like, you're doing it. Like keep going. This is amazing. You know what I mean? So I don't know, maybe I'll go back and re-record the first album just to like get all the production. Cause I did the first album myself and you know, like, that's cool. But I love listening to my own music. I, I love having producers remix um, my songs, too, because it's super cool to hear the lyrics and the vocals, mm-hmm. like, to electronic tracks. I love that type of music, too. All of it, you know. And, you know, even after listening to the so- this song a million times, because I, like, edited some videos and stuff for it, I right. still love to hear the track. That's I awesome. I love to hear it. That that means that's yeah. it. That's, I mean, I'll even go on YouTube on my TV, watch my own videos, and I'll say, "Oh, you go, girl! Mm-hmm. Oh, you do your thing." I mean, but there are times like I was listening to an old song that I never put out that I a song that I forgot that I, my my music mm-hmm. producer did a long like in 2013, and I listened to it and I'm like, "Oh my god, uh uh-uh. uh." I said, "Ooh, I'm glad my vocals are a lot better now." I mean, there's uh-huh. so you're gonna be like, mm. That was the beginner stage. And maybe I can just re-record this song and I know I could do it better. Because I've already told my music mm-hmm. producer we're eventually going to do this song over because uh, I've evolved tremendously. You know? Right, right. But at the time, I was like, I got to put something out there. Um, I remember I was in, well, this was only a couple of years ago, but I was in um, at the Musicians Institute studying in their independent artist program. And I was in this one class called um, Artist Identity where they helped us build, like, you know, we came up with, like, a whole portfolio of of different styles that we would wear on stage, red carpet looks, um, music video looks, all sorts of stuff. Then we did, like, press releases for ourselves. And I just got this one moment, like, in class because I'd also been recording all these new tracks for my, my final project for the school. And I was like, wait, I just got this feeling in class one day, and I was like, I need to put this out there. Like no waiting around. Like this is good. Mm -hmm. This is great for where I am right now. So put it out there, grow. And I created that foundation with what I had. 
And right. you know what? I will go back and re-record it because, you know, I was honoring where I was at the time, and those songs are really, really good. They're just, like, recorded in a simple way, you know, guitar, vocals, a little bit of mixing and mastering. Um, and it got the job done and got me set on the path of where where I am and where I'm going. Awesome. Now, when you record your music, what tools do you use or do you work with a music producer? Now I'm working with um, music producers and studios. Like next month, I'm going up to San Francisco to record at Hyde Street Studio. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of cool people have recorded there. Like Tupac did his debut album there. Um, Grateful Dead, one of my favorite bands, Jefferson Airplane, have recorded there. So there's going to be a lot of history that I feel like coming through that I'm channeling in my vocals and you know, even in the in the songwriting process, although I wrote all the songs here in L.A., mm-hmm. um, and then in May, I'm recording in Nashville awesome. with the same gal, Justine Blazer, who who uh, produced and did the, um, organized the band and all that for mm-hmm. this track we just listened to, Self-Love Proclamation. So, you know, I built from, building on what we were talking about before, I built on that first album. I was like, put it out there. This is This is great for where you are. This is good enough. Then I did two more albums self-produced. I use Logic. I play the guitar. I play the piano. I mix and master all that. Um, and then I was like, okay, perfect. Like, you got, you got it done. You know how to do everything. And so now I was comfortable going right. into the studio and dropping money to record, you know, because it's, it's an investment. And I just want to make sure that I was completely – I mean, I knew I was all in, but I wanted to be like – a veteran going into the studio so I just like nail everything um yeah I don't know that was just my that's just my own story so now I'm working and you know everyone has their own journey so now I'm working with a you know she's part of the recording academy part of the Grammys she signed with Sony Music that's my producer in Nashville then in San Francisco my producer is also part of the Grammys he's been amazing guitarist amazing musician and yeah, now I'm starting to open myself up to w- really well-curated and polished recordings. Hey, guys, Justine Blazer must be yeah. the biggest songwriter on the face of the planet because everybody I've, I've interviewed, yeah, I just wrote a song with Justine. Yeah, I just wrote a song with Justine. I'm just like, I wow. Know, right? Wow, and she's, she's doing her own stuff, so it's, a, it's mm-hmm. amazing. I'm going to get her on the show and ask her what she's drinking. <laughs> I know, right? I know, right? She's so, so cool. And she she knows, like, she just writes really great songs. So, like, I came into it with kind of, like, my artsy side for Self-Love Proclamation. We co-wrote that together. And I was like, I want to do a song about self-love, but I want it to be more mainstream. So, right. you know, I'd come up with these, like, these these lines or whatever. And she'd be like, okay, perfect. I love that. But let's make it more understandable and accessible to a wider audience. So right. writing with her has been a really good exercise for, for expanding the way that I write and, and hear and see my music too. Wow. 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 We're going to play another one of your songs. Um, tell me about tall order. Oh, so this was the one I was talking about um, that I wrote while I was in the shower, the hook of it. Oh, um, okay. So this song, right. So this song is about, well, you know, it's about struggling with drinking, essentially, and right. just coming to terms where it's like, can't drink. I mean, I could, but it doesn't end up well. So this is my song of being like, you know, 
it is what it is. However, at the time, I was going through that moment of like, maybe I can drink, maybe I won't drink. So I wrote, I wrote the chorus as, if only I could drink again. And then mm. as I went to like start playing the song, I was like, well, I might be able to. I don't want to like tell everyone and then like years later decide something else. So I changed the chorus to if only I could dream again. However, mm. y- you know, I I don't drink. It just it's it's like an allergy for me, meaning it's like Pringles. Once I pop, I can't stop. <laughs> I got it. All right. Well, we're going to have yeah. a sponsor and then we're going to play this song. Hold on. Cool. Hi, this is Nikki Chris, and I host a podcast called Mixin' It. Mixin' It focuses on women in the music, entertainment, and the performing arts. Our goal is to provide an avenue for industry veterans and up-and-coming artists, musicians, engineers, and producers to showcase their talent. Listen to Mixin' It on Monday Music Madness at 8 p.m. Eastern on the Sim Radio Network. Only I can sleep again. 
every single time and I love that about artists that can do that yeah yeah it's like there's different phases of our lives that we go through and mm-hmm. you know it's perfect for being an artist because it's like oh what do I write about and it's like well what have you been going through recently boom there you go story right there exactly I just love that let's talk about <laughs> social media for a little bit because mm-hmm. all artists have to go through the hell of doing it um, call it hell <laughs> because you have to be on so right. many platforms and you have to make sure you're doing at least five or ten or fifteen a day. And I know there's platforms like Buffer that you can use. Uh, Nikki, my friend, my partner, partner in crime, also uh, likes to use it because it, it keeps her organized with um, doing all the social media stuff. But here's the problem with me: there are days where I'm like, oh, I don't want to post this. It has to go with my mood. Or something that mm-hmm. we're so I can't necessarily be that organized to be able to um, set it uh, beforehand, and it's just going to flow. Although it's nice to have it because you don't have to worry about it. Um, how do you deal with um, uh, posting on all of your social media platforms? Um, so there's a few different layers to this answer. First of all, I'm actually really passionate about social media. I don't know, maybe it's because I've always been, like, someone who loves being in the spotlight, and I love doing, like, the humble brag. So the fact that, like, there's a platform where I can humbly be, like, oh, in quotes, I'm doing quotes right now, um, air quotes, (laughs) humbly brag, where I can be, like, this happened, or I ventured over here, and look at me in this cute outfit. I love that whole part of it. Um, So I'm always, like, thinking about, like, oh, this outfit would look really cute in a photo. And just, mm-hmm. like, I've always been someone who loves just, like, curating photos, getting it captured, sharing it with other individuals, because it plays into art a little bit with being, like, photography, styling, okay. the right caption, all of that. Mm-hmm. However, on the flip side, I'm just like you, where I'm like, I, I want to post something that goes with how I feel that day. Because when I look at my Instagram particularly, or when I look at social media, I like it to reflect and remind me of what I was doing at the time, kind of like, I don't know, like a rotating art gallery of like what I'm doing at the time, you know, an art gallery, maybe not necessarily because it's Instagram that I'm talking about, but I want to know what I was going through at the time and be able to relate to my audience in that way. However, there are days when I'm like, okay, I'm feeling a certain way, but I'll post something different. So I don't know, I get excited about it and I make it an extension of my art so that it's always something new, fresh, and something that's tantalizing for the audience. <laughs> I love that. I love that. 
I'm going to keep that in mind. I got tantalizing. 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 If you could tell, give your give advice to your younger self, what would you tell your younger self right now? Okay, first of all, well, we just talked about it in the last song. So it would be like, get on the straight and narrow and stop being right. such a rebellious creature. Get, back, get in the theater, go to church every once in a while because you actually like being, being good. You forget that you like being good. On the other hand, go ahead and have fun because you do have a lot of fun and you write a lot of songs from that place. Um, so first of all, that's what I would say to myself. So I guess to summarize that would be it's okay to be yourself and you're unique and you're special. And I think one of the biggest things I'd say is that other people – the way that other people treat each other is based mm-hmm. off of really what they're going through at the time. And to keep that in mind that, that also, you know, I have this thing where I'll say something to someone and then I'll think about it all day and I'll be like in bed at night trying to fall asleep. And I'm like, I can't believe I said that to that person. I sounded mean, or I can't believe I said that to that person. I sound like an idiot or whatever it is. And just be like, they also know that I'm coming from a place of whatever was going on with me. Right. So just be easy on yourself. You're beautiful. You're kind. You're doing everything right. And, you know, try to go to church a bit more or something. I love that. Now tell our audiences where they can find you online. Um, so you can find me on Instagram. I'm at Ken Bunny, K-E-N-B-U-N-N-Y. On Facebook, I'm Kendra and the Bunny's Music. Um, on Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, wherever you stream music, you can find me, Kendra and the Bunnies. Um, I also have books on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. That's Kendra Mickey. Last name is spelled M-U-E-C-K-E. And, yeah, if you Google my name or Google Kendra and the Bunnies, there's so much cool press out there different interviews that I've been on different podcasts I've been on and there's just there's so much to delve into I also really like getting to know my fans because you know this is like you know people who listen to my music I'm like wow these are interesting people if they like my music so also if you're a fan or someone new to the bunny family reach out and let's be friends and welcome to the fluffle that's what a group of bunnies is called a fluffle you see, I'm always learning something with you. Fluffle. Mm-hmm. I may start using that word. Fluffle. Fluffle. Mm-hmm. Fluffle. Well, Kendra, once again, I've had an amazing, amazing, amazing time and chat with you. Um, you always bring such a brightness and love to everything that you do and say. And I wish you so much success. But I don't even have to do that because you're already successful. Um, and I hope to have oh. you back with Nat. Um, yeah. You're amazing. You're amazing. Always remember that you are amazing. And this, this, Thank song, and this song, Self-Proclamation, is much needed for the younger generation. They're going to learn so much from this song. And um, we'll be chatting with you again. Thank you, Nat. That's so, so awesome. So great to chat with you. And I look forward to next time, too. All right. Well, have a nice day. Thank you for being with Kendra. Love you. Peace. Thanks so much. Much love. Bye. Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. 
we host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard. Love your voice.